Welcome to the Minivate Gang Podcast, episode 397. I am Steve Borsch, and I'm on with Tim Elliott. Good that you're back, Steve. Thanks. And Phil Wilson. Hello. How are you? Good. And for those listening, I was not in an insane asylum temporarily. I actually, well, of course, one could argue that I, I was in California for he a was, week. Uh, he spent a nice long week at Mar-a-Lago with his best buddy. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I was down there meeting in the in the winter White House down in Florida. In the winter White House. I was in California. So, boy, talk about, honest to God, talk about traffic. Yeah, it's oh, uh, insane, isn't it? It's a whole new bad. It bad. is. You know, I've driven in Manhattan a bunch of times. I've, uh, of course, lived in Chicago for two and a half years. Can't hold a candle to L.A. Man, no Holy kidding. buckets. Yeah, it's a commitment. It really is a commitment. Man, oh, man, oh, man. It makes you glad to be back in Minneapolis. Good old Minneapolis. Good old Minneapolis. So. Well, at least uh, there's some tech stuff going on yeah, around here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this this is a continuing story. Um, about the FBI used Best Buy's Geek Squad to increase secret public surveillance. You know that right. um, I think it was Graham Thickens that that first sent a note over Twitter to Robert Stevens. You know who? That was founded, several weeks, several, several weeks, weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Ago, yeah. And, and he said, "Nah, nothing." You know, we certainly didn't I, do that. And I didn't know anything about it. No, and right. blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. um, <laughs> This has clearly well, been going on for a long time. Maybe he didn't, but this story that just came out this week, um, there's lawsuits involved. Uh, it looks like it's been going on for quite some time, and it was yep. fairly organized. Fairly organized, and you know the FBI was was obviously uh, engaging agents or you know people at the that worked at the Geek Squad um, mm-hmm. to uh, essentially comb through laptops. It makes you wonder if other such operations also are cooperating, like Apple that has depots that you mail your, you know, your MacBook into f- to get it repaired. Well, it would be really simple for them to uh, use a, an analysis tool, tool to grep through all the files yeah. and yep. um, and and look for specific instances. Yeah, yeah, pretty scary stuff. Well, that that's why when I go to. Um, the Apple Store, for example, I actually set up a separate user. Yeah, yeah, and I keep store. everything. Yeah, and I got everything locked down on my own. And and you you take all your pornography off the, uh, <laughs> off, the off the device, right? Yeah, I'm <laughs> laughing because of course that's funny because I don't I don't do that stuff. Oh, okay. in no, fact, no, I've I've never gotcha. I've never seen a woman naked. Anyway, uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, I know you'd look at me and go, "Yeah, that makes sense." Yeah, yeah that's that's not fake news. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Anyway, Thanks, Tim. <laughs> um, but in something more positive, that's right. Tim. Chatting about Things pornography entirely. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So I've never, um, I've never uh, seen <laughs> naked. That reminds me of of the movie Airport. Airport, airport. Uh, when Peter Graves airport, looks at the boy airport. and says, "Have you ever seen it's a grown airplane. man naked?" Airplane, I mean, it was yeah. just it was just so or airplane. Yeah, yeah it was just airplane, so yeah. you know, just so out there that uh, well that movie was really a surprise. Uh, anyway, so Kitizen, Kitizen, wow, um, get some more money. We got derailed there. We did, but uh, anyway, so Kitizen. Only in a uh, good way. Which is a startup here that runs uh, an online marketplace for buying and selling used kids' clothes. Clothes has clothes. closed on $3.2 million in funding. That's yeah. great. And yeah. it's hiring more. So that's pretty interesting. 
Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, I, you know, I think they're really good folks over at Kitizen. And I, I've always uh, enjoyed spending time, you know, chatting with um, Doug Nichols. Um, he's done some presentations for us and things like that. And he's just a really good guy. So glad to see that they're, they've, they've really kept it together for a long time. And uh, I'm, Yep. And they're high open positions. Yeah. Well, and I haven't looked for a while, but um, they were talking about the reason they got so much traction is that Apple, for example, has been continuously featuring, excuse me, featuring the product on its app store. And um, and I haven't seen it lately. Well, that's I don't know where where it is. You know why? You know why that is? Because they they built an Android app and it pissed Apple off. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. But um, no, I think they're doing some great stuff. So they're 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 hanging in there. Yeah, that's great. Yep. So um, uh, in other news, uh, I'm just going to skip over one guys. This uh, the food delivery startup. Another in funding news. Um, uh, Foodsbeat or uh, got another six million in in funding as yeah. well. And we were talking about Foodsbeat. A last week, so was it last week? It was. Um, yeah. yeah, when we were talking about um, the uh, come up capital investors investment group that that is uh, stopped investing, uh, they actually one of the one of the two companies they invested in while they were doing it was Foodsby here in in Minneapolis. So, uh-huh. so I just thought I'd complete that loop. So, well, and okay. um, um, there was another instance with our pals at stratasys the 3d printing company here in eden prairie yeah you know one which my wife uh, once again she she still has not sold her original investment in stratasys because she's lost so much money on it she's hoping to come back she hasn't lost any money yet until she sells sells it that's right that's right you probably never hear the last of it though right steve well i was the one who was really high on stratasys she'll she'll say yeah you talk me into this dog hey no (laughs) she makes her own decisions trust me (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure I influence her somewhat, but uh, um, no, we're we're both self managed, and she she makes her own decisions. Well, will they um, be able to turn this thing around? Do you think? You know, I really don't know. I think there has to be another breakthrough with 3D printing to uh, to make it more mainstream. Because right now, it's just still too focused on prototyping and one off, you know, parts creation and those sorts of things. And it's still not um, something, for example, that will take over the tool and die business, you know, and and so you can crank stuff out um, with mass production. Um, And so I think it's going to take another breakthrough. Maybe it's a materials breakthrough where, you know, you can uh, crank stuff out with some kind of liquid metal. But I don't know. Ooh, mm, now you be want liquid metal. It just sounds happen. like the plot of Terminator 2. It does. Yeah, it does. A lot of liquid metal. It does. It does. But in more of a mainstream thing, um, our pals at Digi International, who is one of the sponsors of the IoT Fuse conference and, and IoT Fuse overall, and they have their XB uh, product line, which is really doing well in the Internet of Things. And I have to disclose that I, I did buy a bunch of their stock because I'm – pretty uh okay. pretty high on what they're doing but um they and how's the stock doing just out of curiosity uh it's up yeah it's doing well okay. i mean it's not you know it's not uh it's not apple, an apple or, okay, right. or a google or something but it's it's clearly doing quite well but um they are in fact doing something with nasa to create a wireless in space communications network 
now obviously on the you know the space station and 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 so on satellites satellites, satellites satellites yeah exactly but not you know not uh, uh you know throwing something on mars and communicating on mars uh although that would be kind of cool now that i think about it to have <laughs> To have, to have a smart things module that would be on Mars and I could flip the lights on and off for this astronauts. Right. Freak there you go. There you go. Uh, no, this uh, is more like uh, the astronauts out, uh, you know, fixing something and he needs Wi-Fi. So. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> or it's, well, it could be used for that, but it's a, it's, it's mainly for communicating between the satellites and, and various yeah. other. And you create, know, creating a mesh network for satellites yep. so that they can yep. essentially communicate back and forth with one another. And because we, you know, once once uh, the world wakes up and Skynet happens, there's got to be a way for these satellites to talk to one another so that they can right. use their lasers to target us on the ground <laughs> and, and zap us. I'm kidding. When, I noticed how it's when Skynet happens. It wasn't if. if. <laughs> well, having been in Los Angeles, of course, I did, in fact, yeah. see a couple of movie locations where Terminator 2 happened. Oh, of course. Um, but anyway, course. just happened uh, you to know, be there. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed this. Do you, did you notice that, that uh, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm consuming more news and reading more news online, but, and, and I hadn't noticed it in the newspaper, but boy, the typos are just driving me crazy. And yeah, I think it. it's, I have, to. it's the way that the news works these days where everyone wants to get out first. Right. Right. So there's a lot of typos that are what I would consider to be uh, like uh, typos that are caused by, the spell checkers. Uh, so, you, so you have a word that it, that you type, it's wrong, it corrects it for you, and, and it's because it's corrected, you know, and you just miss it when you proofread it, right? Yeah, so they're I out agree. of context words and all sorts of weird stuff like that. I agree. Yeah. I, well, like, you know, for, for this, this Digi article that we're linking to, if you look to, you know, the name of NASA, the National Aeronautics Space Administration, and it's really the National Aeronautics and Space Administration. And it's oh. the, little, little things like that just drive me crazy. Uh, but really? I, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, always, That's just a mess up then. Yeah, it's, and it happens at BuzzFeed uh, more often than I like, so. Well, and one of the things that, right. um, you know, I, having blogged for so long, I really began to use Wikipedia as one of my primary go-to sources because they would, there'd be an article about something that um, was a new meme or was a new technology that, that hadn't hit the mainstream yet. And so, you know, people would be buzzing about it in tech circles, but it, it wouldn't be out there yet. But hey, there'd be a Wikipedia article. So when I did a blog post, I could link to that Wikipedia article. It was great. Right. And um, um, the the one thing that I find really disturbing is when I type something in that is clearly one of those sorts of topics and it gets corrected. You know, so whenever I'm using an iPhone or an iPad or now increasingly uh, various apps on my Mac, um, the spell check is doing exactly what you just said, Phil, which is it's filling it in for you, right? Or it's yeah. making, or Tim, you said that, you know, it's making the change for you. And if you're going fast and you want to get something out, it, you may just publish it and it's, you know, put in some bizarre replacement. Yep. So it gets really a lot of that stuff. A lot of that stuff just gets out there. Yeah. yeah I've, I've, I've noticed it a lot. Yep. Yep. I blame it on the news cycle. Right. And it very well could be. Yeah. Yep. So, but it's a lot easier to correct typos these days than it used to be. <laughs> well, true. that's true. That's you can't true. Run out and get all the papers back. So, hey, um, 
What? Something else. Well, we have to direct this at Retail Boy. Retail Tim, Boy. Tim Elliott. Yeah. Um, yeah I had to so, look up what a what a CISO was. Yeah, Chief Information yeah, Security too. Officer. I, I, did you I really? Did okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, those of us with who wear tinfoil hats almost all the time, we know what that is. So I can see why you guys would not, but that's okay. So tell us about what what Target did here with well uh, one of their well their CISO, their CISO retire or didn't retire he went to Booz Allen so he he moved on and uh, a new guy has uh, has come up uh, from the ranks to replace him yeah. uh, a Target veteran who's been in information um, security within Target for a few years he came out of GE before that so he but knows he, the he, systems. Yeah, he joined the, the the company after the the hack, so he was he's been involved in the mitigation process since then. Yep. So it's good that the target, you know, with the issues that they have competing these days, um, still is very serious about security and and about you know staying on top of all that stuff. Well, and the one thing that did come out in this article that w- seems obvious, but one of the reasons that the hack happened at Target was that their internal network systems were connected. And so the vendor systems, if the vendors were breached, then they could get in and breach the entire target network, and that's exactly what happened. And so one of the things that they talked about in there, in this article, is the uh, really the focus on separating those networks. Yeah. So that they're, they're I, I don't know if they're just running on different networks or different subnets or what, but um, but that was one of the ways that they could they could do that segmentation so that a breach in one area wouldn't wouldn't uh, cross over and breach another. You know you know what's really interesting. So this is a little bit of a tangent, but I was just reading about how hard it is for uh, different organizations to air gap systems. Now for those listening, air gapping is where you'll have a different computer system. That or a network that's not connected to the internet at all, or to a network, or to a network. So, but you still, network, but yeah. you still need to move files there. And so, one of the ways that files are moved, of course, is with thumb drives or external drives or something, which of course can then be those can have malware on them or can have runtime sorts of uh, uh, breaches and all of that. And I, I just, there's no way I'd want to be a CISO in any fortune yeah. 500 company right now because you, you imagine oh, oh my, god. my god you'd never sleep yeah. you'd never you'd either never sleep or you would you would uh you know be a complete tyrant and just say nobody gets to plug anything into any computer system in the entire corporation you know <laughs> disable all the usb drives or usb ports and uh which is which is by the way my sister-in-law you just retired from ibm and they, in fact, had done that, where you could not, unless you were at a certain level, you could not um, uh, have your USB ports opened. Hmm. Isn't that something? Wow. That makes sense. Yeah. Wow. Anyway. Anywho. So are there any other top tech stories? Nope. I guess not. Okay. Let's, okay, uh, we're let's done. just move we're on. Out. Okay, That's yeah, it. Hey. Yeah. Have a good, good week. <laughs> no. Yeah, nothing else happened this week at all. Well, of course, the Nobody big story, the big story, boys, Vault 7, Vault the seven. WikiLeaks, uh, the whole CIA yeah. thing. Um, and, you know, it's it's uh, 
um, so, so the story is all about the, uh, for anyone that is paying attention, WikiLeaks released a, a, just a huge CIA hacking document archive. Mm-hmm. And well, it's the um, first of several, apparently first of several. Right. And I, I actually went through every one of the documents and, you know, probably really? 30, 40,000 documents. Yeah. Probably 30 or 40. Well, I just skimmed them. I just, oh, okay. but probably 30 to 40% of them totally over my head. Um, but most of the stuff I could kind of understand, uh, right. which was interesting. But, um, the good news out of this whole thing is that WikiLeaks is going to work with software companies on all these zero day exploits because the one that got my server this week, yeah, uh, was a zero day exploit. Thanks CIA. And no, I think, I think what it was, Thanks, I think what it was, was a, um, <laughs> was a uh, undisclosed um, breach of a plugin on a mm-hmm. site that is an archive site of mine on the server. And mm-hmm. um, and it hadn't been disclosed because I even went back after I figured out it had to be one of these eight plugins in this particular archive site. I actually went in and looked and there was zero, there was no record of, of any security issues with any of them. Um, so those are, classic zero day because there there hasn't been any release there's no information about it um and so it just says you need to you know you should really stay vigilant to um all of the updates to your operating system absolutely and, right yeah. um one of the one of the things that came out on day one was that um apps like signal and whatsapp and other uh encrypted messaging apps had been compromised what what came out later was they haven't really been compromised, um, but the systems are compromised <clears throat> on the operating system system level. So the CIA can actually get basically screenshots exactly. of what you're doing. So yeah, nothing is safe in that in that uh, situation if they can pull screenshots as you're typing. Well, and and um, I dug into that a little bit because, of course, being a huge fan of Signal, I was really freaked out when those tweets came out from WikiLeaks yeah. saying that they, that they'd been able to compromise signal and WhatsApp. I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. And so I kind of dug into it a little bit. Well, that's exactly what they said was that, that um, they had uh, figured out several easy ways to breach Android systems and uh, older iOS systems. And then Apple came out afterwards and said, we've plugged those holes. Um, we've plugged the holes that have been disclosed. So in other words, they don't, you know, stuff that hasn't been disclosed or not, they obviously haven't um, plugged those. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, you're right. If, if they can take over your computer or your device, you're screwed. It doesn't matter how encrypted stuff is. They can just sit and watch you type your stuff on the screen. Yep. Yeah. Well, Brian Krebs has an article that uh, basically WikiLeaks is working behind the scenes with the manufacturers to to disclose further details so they can uh, fix everything before they do another uh, document dump. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yes. That's a responsible thing to do. It is. It is. Which is. So so that's the question is what WikiLeaks doing? Is this a responsible thing? Well, it is if you, if you're a lover of Liberty, but if you think that a police state is, is necessary because of terrorism or, or religious or political values, then it's a then it's a bad thing. So it's it's both good and bad, and and you could argue either side of the of the argument. 
Well, here, here's what is my number one issue with this whole thing is the National Security Agency, by, by their name says that they are responsible in many ways for national security. But it turns out that's not the case. They are the National Infiltration Agency because that's their objective is to infiltrate systems. And they used to only do it internationally, and now they're doing it domestically. And now the CIA also has no mandate whatsoever and no legal way to eavesdrop and, and penetrate anything going on in the U.S. But it's kind of like it's it's the Wild West. Everything is open, right? Anybody can do anything. So instead of disclosing material breaches and 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 vulnerabilities in software and systems, the NSA is actually putting them in, right? So they're grabbing Cisco routers en route to some other country and putting uh, firmware in there that can open up the systems and stuff like that. But they're also keeping this stuff to themselves so they can take advantage of it, as opposed to protecting the American companies and populace. It's like, what the hell? I mean, okay, so whose side are they on? Well, here's the question. Here's the slippery slope is how do you fight in a war and not use the the weapons of that war? No, I well, no. I, obviously, we have to do this kind of stuff. It's just what what these revelations are showing is that absolutely everything is being stored. Um, yeah. Everybody is being illegally wiretapped or, yep. or or surveilled. And then when they need information about literally anybody, they go back through their their digital trail and they get the information. And obviously, they can't use that in a court of law, but they can certainly use it for background to either you know, watch people closer and, and, and find out when they break the law or they could blackmail them or they could frame them. I mean, there's, there's lots of very chilling elements to this. Mm -hmm. And and it's clear that our president knows what happened and, and he's pretty upset about it right now. And, and he knows that he was surveilled. Um, I mean, and the system that he's presiding over is surveilling everybody. It's it's continuing. So it's a it's really a, a problem where the CIA and other intelligence agencies, presumably, but the CIA is the one that's uh, in focus now with WikiLeaks, is running rogue and doing whatever they want. Yeah, they are. So not, <clears throat> not great. Not they great. Absolutely are. But it's a tough it's a tough issue. I, I agree. It's a tough tough one, and we're going to have to. Uh, deal with stuff like this, but mm -hmm. clearly uh, there has to be some some balance between security and liberty, and I just don't see it happening. It's it's moving in the wrong direction from my perspective. Yeah, mine too. Well, and having uh, stuff like the uh, the rules being lifted for internet service providers to be able to sell data of our surfing habits, for example. So, hey, uh -huh. here's Tim Elliott, and here's all the stuff that he looked at, and here's Phil Wilson, because you guys both use Charter. And so Charter sells a database full of all that, you know, for some sum. And um, and so now somebody can go in and look at every single thing you're doing. So one of the things that I've been looking at doing is putting the VPN on our router. Yeah. Yeah, just, that's, that's, that messes with Just right using OpenVPN, and so everything coming in and out of the house is encrypted. Right. So it doesn't matter because nobody can see it, including Comcast. So. Mm -hmm. what, about you the, could what, about the, what about the VPN provider? Well, 
private internet access, for example, keeps no logs. They say and they keep no logs. They say they keep no logs, but Proton Mail, the um, the encrypted mail in Switzerland that I'm using, mm-hmm. um, so all my financial stuff now goes there and so on, uh, encrypted. So it's encrypted from the financial company to me and from Facebook to me because Facebook's using encrypted. Um, so all that's going back and forth. They just announced Proton VPN, and it's in beta, and I'm going to give it a try. And, um, uh, so it'll be secure. I don't know how many servers they have around the world. Cause the nice thing about private internet access is that it is, they've got servers all over the world. We've got, you know, thousands of servers. Well, so, so it, it, that's, that's the question then, Steve, how do you know that they don't see your stuff? They say that yeah. they don't keep blogs. They right. say that they don't do that, but do I mean, We've all we've all come to the realization, hey, stuff on the internet stays there forever. So what stops it from that stuff being saved forever on somebody else's servers? Again, they say, but how do you know? Well, you don't. I mean, if you're if you really um uh well, you don't, but you also right. don't know. I mean, the only thing good about stuff like the signal app is the fact that the code is open source and you so you can go in and I mean, it's been audited, so you can go in and audit the code. You can't do that with a lot of encrypted systems, including private internet access. You know, you don't have access to that and to mm-hmm. be able to go in there. If you really, really wanted to be super, super, super safe, you would use Bitcoin with private internet access and have a, have a uh, anonymous email that you would only access over an encrypted uh, VPN connection so that uh, it could never be tied back to you mm-hmm. that's that's really the only way to but again you're using other people's code so really the only way that you can be sure is code it yourself right 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 your own operating system yeah yep well i mean if i was that paranoid um i would uh, go buy a burner phone and i would buy a separate laptop that i'd only use with wait a minute, wait stuff. A minute. you're already doing that what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> right 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 <laughs> Well, what I am doing is I, I run um, different instances in parallels. Yep. So when I use Tor, for example, I don't do it for my, my normal machine. I do it inside of a, a virtual container uh, running Ubuntu Linux. And it um, um, and I have a copy of it so that after every session, I delete the one I just worked on and copy over a new one. So what we've instance. learned today, folks, is if you ever ask Steve to Google something for you, it will take forever. Ever. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. Wait well, a minute. I got to turn this on. Wait a minute. I got to I got to lock this door. I yeah. got to turn this on. <laughs> All right. So let's shift gears a little bit because I have not tried the new Google Hangouts. Have you guys? I, you know, I guess I'm not really all that concerned. I use Slack. Why would I want to go to Google Hangouts? Well, so Google Hangouts, um, they're basically splitting Hangouts into two pieces. Yeah. One's called Hangouts Chat which is going after Slack and then Hangouts Meet. Um, the only way you can use it is through the Google Suite right now. So you've got Actually, to it's, G- more con- it's even more confusing than that because they're keeping what, what we're currently using, I know. which is Hangouts, yeah. around for a while. They, they don't say how long yeah. it's going to be. Yeah. So this is like, what are the, these are two separate apps. So there's three, and then there's the one that comes with Android. That's four. Then there's that Allo one, the, yeah, the one that... Allo, right so that that's five so they have at least five chat clients now 
Well, and then they have Chromebox for meetings. Oh, my God. So the Chromebox is something that you can, you know, hook up to a television with a camera. And um, it, it, it's like, holy crap. It, it it just really is. I mean, there's all these different separate pieces laying all yeah. over the place, right? I mean, it, you've got to be really serious about leveraging their network to go off and study all this stuff. I mean, it's just, it's kind of crazy. So I guess the upshot is we're going to have to go to hangouts meet for this podcast yeah, <laughs> yeah there we go is that m-e-e-t or m-e-a-t m-e-e-t because they're now getting into the butcher business or they are. Yeah. <laughs> oh speaking before we leave google behind here um i was at uh micro center yesterday you know as as us geeks do walk around in trench coats going ooh ah yeah at all the stuff at uh micro center i i see that uh the google mesh network is now in stock so Oh really? Uh, yeah. Uh. So two ninety nine, and I actually got a note from from Google as well because I had been uh, asked for an alert when it was back in stock. So uh, the Google Mesh network is now readily available. Huh. Okay. So very good. Go. I haven't invested in it yet, but it is good to know. And they have a good supply of the Google Home as well there. Well, I have yet to uh, do Alexa or Google Home or anything like that, and well, course, I just can't see you doing that. Well, you know, it's really so can. funny. So we go to our my uh, our daughter's uh, apartment um, in L- in L A or Culver City actually, and um, uh, Michelle has a key, so we're gonna let ourselves in. So we park and and we uh, she says, "Hang on a second, I gotta send her a text." Why? Well, she's gonna turn off the alarm. Huh? Like, oh, okay. Well, it turns out she had bought a Smart Things hub, and she's got her whole house all Smart Things uh, with Hugh Bo- Phillips Hue bulbs and all that. And she has an Echo, and so she's there, and she's doing all this stuff. I mean, it was just hilarious. It's like, no, no, no. You got like a fifteen hundred square foot apartment. What the hell? Do you got all this stuff in here for? It was just funny. But she's doing. She's got a camera set up so that if the motion sensor goes off. She gets an alert. She can log in and look at the look and see if she's getting ripped off, and it'll automatically start recording. It's just hilarious. Here's this little apartment. <laughs> she's, got, she's got the whole, whole thing. She's got more automation well, in her apartment well, than I do in my house. Welcome to the NSA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Oh, you're so proud. I am proud. She's she's uh, she's really push, pushing the envelope on, on stuff. It's cool. It's fun to watch. So proud. Yeah. So anyway, anywho, let's talk about our cool things of the week. cool things of the week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tim. Let's have Tim. Let's have Tim start. Yeah, let's today. have him. He's he's always he should start. Oh, he's Kickstarter boy again. So again, this is Kickstarter. Exactly. Yeah, this is a Kickstarter. So it, it may or may not happen. But Minnesota, um, it, it's a Minnesota Kickstarter. It's the Yerg Brewing Company. Yerg. Which is the oldest uh, uh, brewery in uh, in Minnesota? It started in the 1840s, so it's been revived, and you could actually get their beer now. And the Kickstarter is to have a, a lo- uh, retail location for like a brew pub kind of a deal that uh, they are proposing if, in a historic building in St. Paul. So they need some money, and I think what are they going for? Thirty, thirty grand, fifty grand. 30 grand. Yeah. 30 grand. Okay. Um, They've got uh, 2,200 so far. They've got 25 days to go, but it's good to see something, you know, people are reviving old brands, you know, obviously craft beer is a thing again. So it's good to see another local company trying something new. Yep. That's great. And, uh, and restoring our heritage. 
That's right. Very so nice. I, I saw this this week and I thought, that's a cool thing. It's a cool thing. Yeah. That's a cool thing. It's also a cool idea. It so. is. A, it is a cool idea. Plus, I hope they do redo that building. That'll be fun. Yeah. Yep. Mr. Phil. Uh, okay. Just, uh, it was more, it's more of a, I know it's sort of self-indulgent, but, uh, very happy to say that, uh, starting Monday, the Buzzfeed office in Minneapolis will house editorial and content in wow. the form of three video, uh, direct or video producers, editors. And, uh, we're pretty excited about that. As you know, that we are pretty much an exclusively a tech audience or, uh, tech, excuse me, tech, uh, space. So, um, Yeah. Very excited. About so they're going to be producing uh, original video content for what? Yes. For Facebook Live, for uh, the yeah, BuzzFeed for news, every, our, for... all the platforms that are got it. BuzzFeed. Okay, so. nice. Yeah. Well, if they ever need anybody to you know to to talk about uh, uh, older tech people in Minnesota, let me know. I was kidding. Okay. Anyway, are you guys still there? I'm still here. Phil? I'm still here. Sorry, my okay. fault. Oh, all wow! Right. His, you're you're. Your microphone switched. I went phone. Sorry about that. Okay. All right. Well, mine mine is one that I just totally stumbled across. It is an online masterclass taught by comedian Steve Martin, and he is going to teach comedy. And I sent a note to my son who's done improv and all that, and I said, Hey, if are you if you're interested in taking this, I'll pay for it. So it's ninety bucks if you pre enroll. Ninety bucks. And you can give it as a gift. And I, I think I'm going to buy two because I want to take it as well. I already Just, got my receipt in hand. Do you really? Really? Oh, yeah. It, I looks, yeah. it looks awesome. You know, if, if nothing else, what a great opportunity to just hear Steve Martin talk about. Uh, yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. You, and you got to go to this and just watch the video if nothing else. Cause it's... And it was, it was, you know, that's the thing I really enjoy about Comedians in Cars getting coffee yeah. is that that a lot of times um seinfeld will engage you know the the comedian he's talking with uh, in actual discussion about the the technique the art of comedy and uh it's really interesting to watch so well other classes are kevin spacey teaches acting shonda rhimes teaches writing for television and right. gordon ramsay teaches cooking I mean, you know, you know, this this is funny because I remember watching this uh, this interview with Clayton Christensen, you know, who's the professor at the Harvard Business School, and was saying, you know, essentially he was talking about disruption of higher education. He said, "What'll happen when the brightest minds in the world teach courses? Um, you know, are are you going to take a, a a a comedy course from Joe Schmedlap?" You know, because people no, go, you want the expert. Who, yeah, who the hell's Joe Schmedlap? Yeah. I love like Joe Schmedlap. He's yeah. some of the, he's That's got some right. great stuff. I'd much rather be taught by Steve Martin. Um, yeah, you know. So it's, they also uh, have Aaron Sorkin teaching screenwriting and oh Herzog, uh teaching filmmaking. Yeah, Wh- who's the filmmaker? Uh, Werner Herzog, the uh, oh my the German god, master. Yeah, director. I haven't gone through. Oh my god, Kristen Christina Aguilera teaches singing. Wow. <laughs> Frank Geary teaches design and architecture. Oh, my oh is God. that all? Jeez, Louise. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, again, 90 bucks. Just, let's see. Now, this is what I love. This is the beauty of the Internet. We've talked about the dark side of it. We've talked about, you know, the, the average everyday utilization of it. Now, you know, this is what it's all about. I mean, this is yeah. that sharing of knowledge that you're not going to get, um, you know, Tim and I definitely not going to get it in Lakeville. 
you may get it in Eden Prairie because, you know, it is Eden Prairie. But, right. uh, you know, this is this is great stuff. Isn't this amazing? Anyway. So, good, cool thing, brother. All right. Well, so upcoming events, same stuff. We don't have anything new. Um, but, uh, you know, coming up pretty quickly is, uh, is Minibar. I actually had to send a note to uh, Justin Porter and say, hey, I never got my sponsor email to get a ticket. And now they're sold out. They're going to have another batch coming up here on March 20th. Um, but he says, I'll help you out. So he yeah. he, he uh, helped me get registered. But um, the, uh, that, I mean, that that's going to be a good one. They are just expecting a huge crowd for Minibar on March 25th at the Best Buy headquarters. Yep. yep. Uh, and then on April 21st is the IoT Fuse Conference. Yep. And I see you guys put down the overnight website challenge, but it's, it's going to happen at Coco, Minneapolis, huh? Yep. Yeah. That'll That's be great, great exchange. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it won't smell so bad. <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you, walking in there on, on uh, uh, Sunday, I don't know. It'll Sunday probably was... smell, it'll smell pretty bad. It usually does. So, so oh my gosh. Yeah. That'll be a great ah, venue. Are you going to do it, Tim? I don't think so. Yeah. I've done it four times. I, that's enough. Yeah. You've given yeah. back, buddy. That's good, good, good. good. That's good. All right. All right. Well, listen, there's a, we'll talk about, uh, you know, what, what happens next week, and uh, we'll discuss it here on the Men of Eight Gang podcast. Have a good week. Take care. Have a great week.